0: Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Last time, we heard how Montgomery the Moose tried to use an excavator to build a house to live in with his new friend, Montgomery the Mouse. Needless to say, moose don't really use excavators, probably for good reason, and the machine ended up driving itself into Lake Damarascata. Today, let's find out what happened next for these two friends. As always, Stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. So here's today's tale from the Mooseiverse. Montgomery and Montgomery loved nothing more than going for long walks. Well, okay, they loved one thing more, chocolate. But going for long walks was a close second. Sometimes they would just spend the day walking aimlessly through the woods, and if it would take too long to walk back to the clearing in the woods that was their home before night time, they would just sleep wherever they were. They particularly liked walking around the edge of the lake where they lived. They never made it all the way around. In fact, they weren't even sure how big the lake was. But when they made it to the waterfront, they could always see how far they'd come. About 200 feet from the shore closest to their clearing, which they had started to call their camp, was an island with one solitary tree, which they could see from wherever they were. The island was small, and Montgomery the Mouse liked to joke that if they ever got out there, it was just about big enough for Montgomery the Moose to run around in circles chasing his tail. In fact, he started calling the island Moose Tail Island. The tree on the island was surprisingly large considering its small surroundings. It was also tipped at a slight angle. From their home, they could see some of the tree roots sticking up from one side. Montgomery the Mouse wondered if his moose friend had ever been out there, because it definitely looked like the tree had been knocked or pulled up at some point. For Montgomery the Mouse, walking around with Montgomery the Moose provided a whole different view of the world. He wasn't walking on the ground, after all, but riding on the back of an enormous hairy creature hundreds of times taller than him. He could see further than ever before, maybe further than any mouse had ever seen. Now he didn't have to worry about getting stepped on. He only worried about getting hit by things that Montgomery the Moose walked into or knocked down. Montgomery the Moose also had a whole different view of the world, as if he was seeing everything anew through his small friend's curiosity. What's that? he'd hear Montgomery the Mouse ask. Of course Montgomery the Moose could never see where Montgomery the Mouse was pointing, so the conversation always seemed to go the same way. What's what? he'd reply. That, Montgomery the Mouse continued. That? Montgomery the Moose replied, pointing his snout at the first thing he could think of. No, not that, that. And so on and so on. Eventually, they would get around to talking about the same thing. But sometimes it would take five minutes or more, and usually it would end up with Montgomery the Moose saying, hmm, I don't know what that is. One such time was when they'd been walking around for about five hours around the lake. They came across a building which was much bigger than either of them had ever seen before. They'd seen houses before, but this looked different. It was much wider than any house they'd seen, and taller too. Three levels tall. The outside seemed to be made entirely of glass, and they could see people sitting inside, looking at things, and occasionally hitting something with their hands. Whoa, Montgomery the Moose said, this is the biggest house I've ever seen. Yeah, Montgomery the Mouse replied, how many people do you think live here? I don't know, Montgomery the Moose answered and looked around. Montgomery and Montgomery knew that most houses had one or two metal boxes with wheels that sat outside and that would take people away sometimes. But this building had a hundred or more metal boxes. Maybe a thousand. Wow, Montgomery the Mouse responded in amazement. I don't know what a thousand is, but it sure sounds like a lot. It is, replied Montgomery the Moose vaguely. I think a thousand is the number of times my antlers got stuck in trees this year. I i haven't knocked down a thousand trees, though, he clarified. No, I wouldn't have thought you would, Montgomery the Mouse said. No, I've only knocked down about a hundred and fifty-three. As they stood at the edge of the forest, they heard a whirring sound, and they saw at the far corner of the building that there was another yellow machine. This one seemed to be stretching high up to the highest part of the building and there were two people standing in some kind of cage or bucket at the top. The people were holding something big and flat and shiny in front of an open hole in the building. Montgomery the Mouse thought they must be putting more glass on the side based on how much light was reflecting off the dangling piece. Oh, do you think they're the same people who had the other machine? Montgomery the Moose asked. Maybe we should go tell them what happened to it. "'Um,' Montgomery the Mouse replied. "'So they can get it back,' Montgomery the Moose added, and started walking towards them. "'Wait!' his mouse friend replied. "'Stop!' Montgomery the Moose stopped. "'Every time we do something like this, you end up breaking something,' Montgomery the Mouse continued. "'They're up high in this machine, and it looks like they're fixing this giant house. "'Shouldn't we at least wait until they're down?' Hmm. good point,' Montgomery the Moose answered. "'I mean, this building looks like it could break pretty easily,' Montgomery the Mouse added, thinking that that might only be true around his giant friend. "'Yeah, I suppose you're right.' (sighs) "'Ah,' Montgomery the Mouse was relieved. "'Okay, we'll wait until they're down,' said his moose friend. "'But I want to watch what they're doing. "'Do you think that's okay?' Yeah, I suppose that couldn't hurt, Montgomery the mouse responded and relaxed to settle in and watch from a distance. Yeah, that couldn't hurt, said Montgomery the moose vaguely. Then with excitement, he jumped into action to get closer. Whoa, eek, ah! In his excitement, the moose neglected to hear the cries of his friend and Montgomery the mouse tumbled to the ground. Thud! After seeing a few stars, the small grey mouse realized he needed to start holding on tighter to his moose friend, as he never knew what he might do next. Wait, Montgomery, he shouted, but his friend couldn't hear him. He was already too far away, and all he could do was watch as Montgomery the moose got further and further away from him, and closer and closer to the yellow machine. He ran as fast as his mouse legs could carry him to catch up but even his fastest run wasn't enough to make up any distance with Montgomery the Moose. Soon, though, he realized that Montgomery the Moose wasn't running to the yellow machine after all. About 10 feet away from the machine was a large sign, and Montgomery the Moose was hiding, awkwardly, behind it, with body parts sticking out all around. His head and antlers were particularly obvious above the sign, even though he was trying his hardest to crouch down and hide. Even Montgomery the Mouse, halfway across the parking lot and down at ground level, could see Montgomery the Moose's head sticking out above the sign. The Moose was looking right at the people high up in the machine's bucket. "'Please, Montgomery,' Montgomery the Mouse said quietly, knowing that his friend wouldn't be able to hear him even if he shouted, "'Don't climb on the machine!' Montgomery the Mouse watched as the people in the machine's bucket worked slowly and deliberately to install the huge glass pane on the top corner of the building. He kept moving in the direction of his friend, but he was also interested in what was happening up above. And he found some scraps of food on the ground to nibble on. So he decided to stay where he was and watch from there. He started to relax. The people seemed to be almost finished. It looked like everything would be... Okay, this continued for another few minutes, with Montgomery the Moose crouching behind the sign and occasionally tripping himself and tumbling onto the ground before picking himself up again. Montgomery the Mouse was surprised the people in the bucket didn't notice his giant friend down below, but thought that this was for the best, given that they were doing something delicate. When the people were done, they put their tools away in a bag, and Montgomery the Mouse felt pleased that he'd stopped his friend from causing any problems. But he saw his friend starting to get restless, and he suddenly wished he hadn't stopped to eat the food he'd found. He started to run over as fast as he could. The people up above were pressing a button which moved the bucket away from the building, and Montgomery the Moose made his move. "'Hi!' he shouted excitedly and nervously. I- "'I'm so sorry about the other machine!' That was totally my fault. Holy cow, it's a moose, one of the men shouted, and is grunting at us. It's okay, Montgomery said, unable to understand their human language. I'm friendly. I'm just trying to apologize. He thought it might help if he got closer to show that he wasn't a threat. So he moved towards the machine, and being very careful not to press any buttons, he started to climb onto it. Montgomery, no! Montgomery the mouse shouted in panic. One of the people in the bucket was so panicked by a moose climbing onto the machine that he tumbled backwards, and when he pushed his hands down to steady himself, he pressed two buttons. The bucket went lunging back toward the glass building. George, what did you do? shouted the other person in the bucket. Quick, turn it off! But before he could... Crack, crack! SMASH! Oh no! The people, the moose, and the mouse all shouted at once. The people stopped the bucket, but at this point they were inside the building, where a desk and a chair were covered in broken glass. The people were yelling at each other, and Montgomery the Mouse looked at his friend, who was making his way off the machine and walking back towards him with a look of complete confusion. I don't understand, he was saying to himself quietly. I didn't do anything. I tried really hard. As they caught up with each other, Montgomery the Mouse clambered up one of Montgomery the Moose's front legs and back up onto his head. He could tell that his friend was feeling terrible about what happened. He decided that rather than yell at him, he should just be a friend. It's okay, he said to console him. Sometimes these things just happen, I guess. When he heard that, Montgomery the Moose blinked and perked his head up. That's what my mom always said when I was young, he replied. Yeah? Yeah, Montgomery the Moose continued, feeling happier now. Every time I broke something or knocked down a tree, Montgomery the Mouse wondered how often that happened, she'd say that my clumsiness was going to save the world one day. Now, Montgomery the Moose felt proud. Montgomery the mouse didn't totally understand, but the fact that his friend seemed happy again made him happy too. Off in the distance, the two people in the bucket seemed to have stopped fighting, and were giving each other high fives as they came down. Montgomery the mouse didn't understand what they were saying, but he got the impression that they were pretty excited about having a great story to tell their friends about a moose climbing on to their machine. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Mooseiverse. Now it's your chance to share a story. You can make up a story about Montgomery and Montgomery, or about Walter and Wheezy, the frogs from Central Park, or make up your own characters who would fit in the Mooseiverse and tell a story about them. You can record a story yourself and send it to us at hello at mooseiverse.com. We might even play a clip of your story here on the podcast. And who knows, maybe your ideas might come to life in the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.